Okay, I'm going to start the song right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into uh, Fearless Beer Review. We get into the vinyl stuff, stuff we've listened to, stuff we've picked up, and that leads to the songs of the week. And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and five stars only. Don't be that fucking do- that douchebag nope. Bocephus. Um, yeah, give us uh, five stars. So, yeah, thank you all for listening, and let's jump right into our Fearless Beer review. So what do you oh, got, Jeff? Go. I oh, got. Uh, I actually prepared. went out and bought something today. Okay. I think I'm going to try good. and get in the habit of, of just every Monday, every, every every Monday, dropping by the store and buying a little, little four-pack. Because right. I want to buy four, that way I can have one for myself. If I like it, I have another one. And then I bring one to the neighbor's house every Friday or Saturday when we jam. That way they can try something new. And then one for front of the pod Sloan. Everybody there you wins. go. What a nice guy. I'm a very Giving nice beer guy. Giving beer to Sloan. Giving beer to, yeah. Even though he's bratty today. Called you a bitch today. <laughs> 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 he te- he texts me saying, tell Jeff to stop being a little bitch. Being an asshole. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Fucking drunk that. Sloan, man. Oh. That's, you know, well, <laughs> Every time he gets this drunk, he texts me. Telling did me you to respond. Tell you to did you, did you respond? No, I never respond. I it's just never, like a thread of like whatever color his is, like green, and you're just, just nothing. <laughs> yep. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So no I have idea. I have something from uh, kind of like, kind of local, but Tombstone Brewing Company. What's What's kind of funny is we were going to go to a different brewery last time. Not the last time you were over here, but the time before that, when you went to ended up going to Phoenix Beer Company. But this mm-hmm. is another brewery that we would have gone to that supposedly had good pizza, but we didn't go there. We went to Phoenix Beer Company and became a just complete shit show. But I have something from Tombstone Brewery. I think they're out of Tombstone, Arizona, which that is if anybody sense. knows anything about Tombstone, um, you know, OK Corral, gunfighting, things like that. Yeah. But this is Mosaic IPA. I got a little IPA for tonight. I feel like, no, I haven't had that one. I don't think so. It's pretty, pretty, had- pretty regional. And I don't know if we've... I don't think, no, I don't. I don't think I've had this. So it's maybe pretty, I think Mosaic IPA is just a very general thing that a lot of breweries have. Yeah, so well, I think Mosaic is the, like the type of IPA they're using here, like the hops. Oh, the type of hops. Yeah, yeah. The type of hops. Excuse me. Yeah, get it right. Pay get the price. Right. Get it right or pay the price. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who gets that reference, good I'll send you five dollars in the mail. Really. I'll send you a dollar. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that, that's what I got though. That's what you got. All right, so I got um, got this from a local liquor store, uh, and this is one I've never seen, never heard of this brewery or anything. Uh, it's it's a brewery called Ruler Brewing Company. They're based out of Carlsbad, California. They also have a, a, um, a another brewery uh, in San Diego, and um, this is called Rada 
Japanese lager. So that's something that I've never actually seen any brewery do, like a particularly a Japanese lager. How do you, um, how do you spell Rada? R A I D A, and then it's it's spelled in English, but they tried to make it look like it was written in with Japanese characters. <laughs> so, so it's kind of clever, maybe a little. So no, dumb. A little cultural appropriation? No, probably no, not at all. But oh, it, it has it has like the the typical pagoda in the background, the red sun, um, the cherry blossoms. Like this is, <laughs> it's like every Japanese stereotype right here. Well, that's the um, red sun. That's the fucking flag. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's just it's so on the nose. I don't know. I like it though. I do like it. So um, yeah. So Ruler Brewing Company. I tagged them on on Instagram. They already liked our post too on Instagram. So that's kind of they cool. should. Yeah, better fucking listen to the podcast too. I'll it's, tell you that much right now, dude. Is brewed with white rice. White rice, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's common, right? With a lot, isn't a lot of lagers, isn't it brewed with rice? I don't fucking know, dude. I don't brew. I don't brew beer. I just drink them. Just drink them, bro. All right, cool, cool. What what percent uh, yours? Mine's seven point one. Yeah, ooh, that's kind of a strong boy. Mine's mm-hmm. mine's just a flat five percent. Five. <laughs> Got a drink it's beer. I've got a BB. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to start drinking? Yeah, I have my All right, here we go. Oh, good tink. Okay, okay. So, what do you think of your um, of your uh, oh. tombstone beer mosaic? This, this is good. I so tombstone the first one of the first beers I had out here was a a a stout that they did, which I I still think is really really good. Um, do you hear like a fan at all? You hear that? No, do you hear it? No, I don't hear a fan. Okay. Okay, cool. I thought you I, could hear my candle because my candle's like making noises. You have a candle? <laughs> I got a candle, man. I love candles. No, that's cool. <laughs> You're such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I, such an I, asshole. I, so I, I do have a little bit of a history with Tombstone when I first moved out here. I like their beers. Nothing's like ex- exceptional. But I think they do make good, like two point five beers, at best, okay. two to two point five, and this is no different. This is this is this is hoppy, but it's very citrusy, not not quite like as thick in the mouthfeel as, as maybe like a hazy boy, but it's still pretty citrusy, refreshing. I don't know, it's good. I like it. Good, very good. I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna do two point two five. Two point two five. Because seven percent. That's that's not a little. Uh, it's a little five percent. It's a big boy. It is, and uh, if you don't know, we uh, we rate everything based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer but give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So, two point two five for for Jeff. Um, my uh, my Jap my Rada Japanese Lager is um, it's pretty good. This is um, it actually tastes almost exactly like a Budweiser. Almost exactly like one, and I looked it up, and sure enough, Budweiser brews uh, their beer with rice. So, yeah. so yeah, no, this tastes almost identical to a Budweiser. It's good. It's solid. Maybe it doesn't have. Maybe it's it's not quite as sweet as a Budweiser, but like that's a little bit of a sweet finish it has. But uh, this is solid, man. This is good. I, I I'm digging it. Good job, look, Ruler. Look at that, Ruler Brewery. Yeah, it's a little bit drier. Like you know, how, like Sapporo, not Sapporo's, um, Asahi's have that kind of dry taste to it, to that, to the end of it. Yeah, that's it. Kind of has that dry finish, rather than the sweet finish that Budweiser has. But otherwise, it they taste a lot alike. So that's good. 
good stuff. Um, I'll give this, I'll give this a two point seven five. I'll give it a two point seven five because it tastes so much like a Budweiser, and Budweiser is my my favorite beer, or one of my favorite beers. So um, yeah, two point seven five out of three for me. This is solid, real solid pretty stuff. High, pretty high, pretty high. Okay, pretty that's pretty fine. Pretty good. That's good. No, good, 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 good. All right, so we have anything else on the beer, or do Raul leave a review for yours? Oh, I didn't Probably even not. look, dude. I should have tuned. Hold on, tuned. I can type pretty Probably fast. Probably not. Mosaic so IPA beer advocate. So he did not leave a review for mine. There's only one review for it, uh, and it was back in 2022. So this is not a very popular one. But then it's rated from some guy in Illinois. So I don't know how this guy from Illinois got a beer from Carlsbad, California. He gets around, man. I guess so. I love Carlsbad too. I love that city. Cool city. Yeah, it's a fucking perfect city. Yeah, if you got really, like forty really million fucking dollars. <laughs> live there i almost moved much my family almost moved there when we were kids back when it was Ooh. like still cheap to move there it was like the up-and-coming city and it was like sixth fifth fifth or sixth grade we were gonna move there and but then at the last minute we stayed in your belinda i mean that good city too <laughs> yeah <laughs> can't complain but damn no, dude, life would be so different if good. i grew up over down there no, we wouldn't have this pod different. No, we wouldn't have this, this pod. pod. Wouldn't exist. We'd have a better pod with somebody who who probably surfs fucking fifty foot <laughs> waves, and mm-hmm. I don't know, probably like builds surfboards or something. I don't know. Carl was beautiful. I, <laughs> I I probably would have known um, Jen from the Bomb Pops because she grew up in Carlsbad and she's the same age as us. Is she? Yeah. Yep. Damn. Yeah, she's the same age as us. So I probably if I went if I lived down there, I probably would have gone to school with her. We're the same age. Yeah. Wow, what are we doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, because Raul didn't leave anything, right? No, not on mine. Okay. There's only seven reviews. That's not a lot. Not a lot. Mm-mm. All right, so uh, let, let's move on to the vinyl stuff. So this is uh, where we uh, we talk about stuff we've been listening to a lot this week or some backlog we've listened to that we wanted to bring to the pod, and that leads to the songs of the week from each of us. So what do you got, mm. Jeff? Go. The first is uh, The Good Charlotte. I, I ended up buying The Young and the Hopeless on the vinyls. No, you're unbelievable. You know, sometimes it's you got to so do what dumb. you got to do. I think nostalgia <laughs> so hits dumb. hard. It's fun. We talked about it. So it's, it's I think <clears throat> just because we do an album on the pod, that album now becomes a little bit better than had we never done it on the pod. True, true. So it's it's good. It's a good listen. There are some series bangers on there. I think I rated it a little bit higher than you did, but it's still a good album. You definitely did for what you what you expect from it, but um, I didn't pick I didn't pick like the big ones. I didn't pick uh, lifestyles. I didn't pick anthem. So I don't know. I I picked the the day that I die. I think the I think God damn this stuff. The song is really 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 catchy, and it's kind of kind of gets like a sad little tone to it because it's like it does sound like that social D kind of guitar. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's definitely cute. one of the outliers on the album. One of the better songs, too. Definitely is. Oh, and, and for people who don't know, Jeff and I make each other a playlist of a song from each album that we bring to the pod. So that's what he's talking about. Yeah, let us know if you want in. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just uh, CC it. Because you, you can add fulls yeah, you can to add the playlist. Uh, mine's yeah. always public. People could, people could always go to my, my Spotify and it's public. So I, I don't, don't make mine public. Not at all. <laughs> Annoying. All right, what else you got? Uh, as I lay dying, as I lay dying. <laughs> you you <laughs> put two songs man. here. So good. I put two songs because 
So Departed, I picked Depart. So it's from An Ocean Between Us. I think that's like their fourth album, um, fourth, third to fourth or fifth album. But I, I picked two songs because one, uh, Departed shows that just this song alone, how much better they are at guitar uh, than all of Bleeding Through. I and knew that's why you did this. Yeah, of I course, knew it. <laughs> but it's a good, it's a good setup to like Wrath Upon Ourselves, which is the next, the next song. And I don't, I don't love. Like I don't fucking pine. I don't die for metalcore. I do like Azalea Dying more than others because I listen to a lot of it because Renee likes it a lot. That's like her first tattoo she got was was an Azalea yeah. Dying tattoo. So I've listened to a lot of this band. So I, I I guess nostalgia is a little bit bigger there. But I do think this band is is exponentially better than Bleeding Through and one of the top tier metalcore so bands. Wrong. So wrong. But both Not of those songs better. together, it's like five and a half minutes, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's exactly good. what you yeah. think of metalcore, and it's just a little bit elevated because they're not bad. These guys aren't bad at their instruments. Not at all. Not at all. I really like Azalea Dying, but to say that they're better than Bleeding Through is... So they 100% are, no. without no, no, question. No. You know, I, I, I meant to text Renee yesterday because Bleeding Through played at Chain Reaction on Saturday night, and uh, Tim from uh, Azalea Dying was there, too. Was he, was he performing or just like watching? He was he was just watching. So meaning he was probably down in the crowd in the back watching. Oh, that so was the Renee, show you. That was the the day you were gonna go have your big day. Uh, oh, with Edward Forty Hands. Did with with uh, bleeding through JFA. Oh, and JFA. <laughs> Edward Forty Hands WrestleMania. Yeah, but I only ended up doing just WrestleMania. Kevin bitched out on on Edward Forty Hands a couple days before. It's like, no, we're not going to do it anymore. And I, I was kind of relieved because I, I kind of didn't want to do it as as it was <laughs> the day was approaching. I'm like, oh, I don't want to drink 80 ounces of fucking liquid beer, beer that quickly. Beer. It's going to get warm in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, man, dude, I got so drunk. I was so drunk on Saturday. Fuck, man. That was a sure, boy. Dude, you got to get drunk on WrestleMania. It only happens <laughs> once a year. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty fun. Pretty, I, pretty I, fun. I actually revisited Austrian Death Machine too after uh, oh, a couple of listens yeah. of Azalea dying, and like that's just Tim Lambesi's horrible, horrible person. But damn, man, the guy, the guy's done some cool shit. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. He's done some cool shit. Um, moving on, <coughs> moving on. I I this is all like second listen through stuff because I was doing that thing for a while, so I bought this a while ago. But uh, Rage and and Renegades. And I chose the song "How I Could Just Kill a Man," not like my favorite. Obviously, my my personal favorite is is the African Bada song, but that's just too. I feel like that's too easy. Rage, Renegades, don't care if they phone this in. Don't care if this is like a joke thing. Dude, these covers slay. When they're good, they Fuck are fucking yeah. beyond bangers. At worst, they're kind of just like eh. But damn, dude, Rage just they did no wrong. They could nope. do no wrong. Everything they put out was perfect. I just need Battle Valet to complete my my Rage collection, and then I'm probably going to purge that B-side one that we have. Oh, the live and rare? For, yeah, for just a live one that they have. Oh, the Battle of Mexico? Mexico City? Yeah, that one? something like that. Yeah, that was the one. That was also the Record Store Day one from like 2021, right? Yeah, that one, that one. I mean, that one's like high 20s. It's not that expensive, but I'd rather have that than the live and rare. But the live and um, rare has like some really cool B-sides on it, too. It does. It does. Like no shelter. I think that song right there is one, and that and um, oh my god, what is the public or not the public enemy song? The and uh, NWA song. 
fuck the police. Oh, fuck the police. Yeah. Yeah. There's some like really good rare stuff on there. There is, but it's just like half of it's half of it's mostly just like live stuff. And if I'm going to have live stuff, then I just want the other one. And it's not. Okay. And like those, those B sides are besides fuck the police. Like the B sides are cool, but they're just that much cooler because we talked about them on Rage Against the Pod. Which we never finished. Like Sapata's Blood. Remember that one? Yeah, that was that was a fuck, uh, dude. That was a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck. Um, so yeah, Rage uh, that one. Uh, Pixies. I bought this the same time I bought Rage at the record store I work at, Rock This Town Records. You shout out. Um, but this is their this is their debut, and uh, I don't know, Surfer Rosa, their first album. The song I chose was Tony's song. Everybody knows Tony. It's a great song. Every, or Tony's theme, everybody should know his theme. But I don't know. It's good, dude. It's this one's got like a little surf kind of surf tinge to it. Very like alt rock, very kind of punk sounding. But it's fun. This whole album's fun. Silly. This band's cool. Great band, great album. Love it. I can't believe I waited so long to listen to the Pixies. Was yeah. it until grunge season? Maybe a few months now. ago. It's okay. Hey. Hey. All right. Got one thing left then, right? And the one thing left that I have is <laughs> is, is real friends. And the worst newest, thing on this, their the newest album slash EP. It's called "There's Nothing Worse Than Too Late." It just came out like a month and a half ago, barely a month ago. Um, but yeah, this is just this, they're a 2010 pop uh, pop punk outfit from uh, Illinois, and I just I think they're so damn good, dude. They do like the pop punk thing super super well, but they sound more like. More like American football, kind of like subdued meets the Wonder Years with that kind of like more aggressive, I guess, sad boy pop punk. But there's like mm-hmm. series Jimmy World undertones here. They write really, really melodic mm. shit. Okay, all right. And this song, this song made it, me but... buy this fucking album, dude. This this was the song I heard this, and I was like, holy fuck! Where'd you hear this? It. Like on your Spotify? Like yeah, the new, new releases, releases, whatever it yeah. is. Damn. I, okay, Dude, I, this, this I you told me to listen. Roof. You told me to listen to this record a couple weeks ago, and I did, and I didn't. I just I couldn't get into it, man. I went with zero, ex- went in with zero expectations, and it just it wasn't bad. It just I don't remember anything from it. it it's the kind of pop punk I, I I can't get into. There's there's Try. so much out there that sounds like this. Just like there's so much out there that sounds like Blink and Good Childhood of that era of pop punk. MXP yeah. is a good example of that. There's so much of that band. newer, like 2010s, like that that sad boy pop punk or the Midwestern style pop punk. There's so much out there that sounds like that. When you yeah. find a band that can, you got to give this band some time. You got to go, they only have three albums. They got a bunch of EPs, but they don't have that much music. Maybe like three hours of music total. And if you just go from beginning to end and really get into it, there's a lot of great stuff here. There's a lot of good stuff. I guess we'll have to do them on the pod sometime, right? I would love to do like, like this era of pop punk, 2010 and beyond. That's the sad boy Midwestern pop punk era. We we can do that. We could do that, Jeff. This yeah, I want to do one of yours for so long. But you hate them. Wait, what? I've been wanting to do the one of yours for so long. Oh, you hate them. we almost did them not that long ago, but then at the last minute we changed our mind. Right? I think we almost did them during pop punk season, but I think we yeah, wanted that's just what it was. four. Kind of like well more known. iconic. I don't want to say yeah. A tier, but then also I think a friend of the pod reached out and asked us to do MXPX. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, remember that? Remember that? I do remember that. I do remember that. 
it was a bad decision, but that's okay. We all make bad decisions sometimes. Anyway, let's uh, let's play a little bit of I Don't Have to Do That Anymore from the band Real Friends. A ten-minute drive With you feels like a fucking lifetime Another fight Another suffocating silence Another sad song on the radio It hurts more than it did When you and I Were you and I Real friends and the song I don't have to do that anymore. Dude, how do you how do you not think that fucking when he's like screaming that I don't want to? How do you not think that's the good? gritty part? It's fine. Oh, it, it's man. it's not it's oh. not bad. Like I said, it's not bad, dude. Baby girl, why you tease me? <laughs> it's not a bad song or bad band. It's just it's not for me, dude. Well, well. it's not for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my. F- Favorite parts about Dudesy is when Will interrupts himself by wooling at himself. Because <laughs> he knows he said something that sounds like he should be wooling himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Um, Dudesy podcast. Check it out. Okay. Uh, but no, Real Real Friends seems like a band that Mike would absolutely love. But Mike is also not a guy who likes who gets into new music. Unless yeah, it's by Mike, a band that he already knows. Right. Mike's a guy that... that uh, I know what I like, and that's all I'm good for for the rest of my life. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's fine. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah. wrong with it. I didn't say there's nothing wrong with it. I just said that's fine. But the, damn, dude, he would love this band. Had I this know band he come would. out, it's fucking fantastic. Had this band come out in 2003, 2002, Mike would be all over it. He would be singing it all the time, quoting it, doing that little dance thing he does. Yeah, he, and then uh, they do like singing. acoustic covers of their songs, and you know, that's right up his alley. Tell him about it in the group chat. Send it to him. Tell him he'll yeah. love it. Yeah. He's got nothing else to do. He's fucking in Denver, Colorado by himself. He has nothing better to do. He's by himself? Yeah. Erica didn't I know go he's with by him. by himself. Yeah. What are you doing? He's he's there for a work thing. And then he's he's scoping out neighborhoods to possibly move there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's there by himself, man. Erica's here by herself with the baby. Wow fucking guy um anyway is that all we got for real friends yeah no that's it 
All right. So I uh, I didn't listen to any backlog this week. So this is this these are all stuffs that I um that uh, I've had for a while. I've listened to a lot, and I'm just like in this. Not only am, am I full in full blown new metal season, I'm kind of in prog season. Prog season's kind of bleeding into this for some reason. And uh, I, know, I know not not at all. It makes no fucking sense. Uh, but yeah, no, I've just been listening to a ton of it. So um, Genesis, man. They have some solid fucking records. This one, Selling England by the Pound. Not their most popular one, but this is the first one that I heard that I really enjoyed um, from them. This is their fifth record from 1973. Uh, Phil Collins, I think this is his second album he did with them. I think this is the second one he did, he's done with, he did with them. And um, yeah, dude, it's just good prog music. Has a little bit of that Renaissance Fair kind of sound that that's you love. That's why I don't which, fucking understand. I mean, that's I why I don't get why that, you don't like it. But why... There's other bands I think are just they do this sound better and Genesis I God dude it's annoying. I think what it is is Phil Collins drumming. I think he, I mean the guy is an absolute incredible drummer. For I, sure. I, I was blown away by by him on this record. I mean the Steve Hackett the guitar player. There's some great guitar moments too. Peter Gabriel's fine, but but man dude Phil Collins he steals the show on this record 100% and he was listening to a lot of Mahavishnu orchestra um, when they were writing and recording this record and it it shows it really really shows I just I can't get around I don't know I I don't think like like Peter Gabriel sings like shit by any means I just think he's just it's just plain old people stuff and it's boring and I don't I don't like it but everybody else in the band is solid like the other guy that has his own fucking mechanical band Mike and the Mechanics what that is in the band? I don't know. I don't know which. There's a guy in the band about. that has another band. It's called Mike and the Mechanics, and like okay. that album is pretty goddamn solid. It's just really good, like kind of like new wavy shit. And I don't hate like all of Genesis. I just, I just kind of think this era of the band's fucking boring. I think other Renaissance prog bands just did it better. So you the prefer band Renaissance? Did the Renaissance prog sound better? <laughs> and I really don't like the Renaissance sound. But I don't know. There's something about Genesis that that just hooked me in, and I really don't like the Phil Collins as the vocalist version of the band. I really think that's it's a weak part of the band. He should have just stuck with drumming, and that's it. Because goddamn, the guy is so fucking good. Yeah, he's incredible, absolutely yeah. incredible. Um. Okay. So yeah, Genesis selling England by the pound, solid record. The next one is Can, their third album, um, Age by Mount. Ej Bamyasi, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, this was actually one of the first records I ever got on vinyl, so that's pretty cool. And I love this band. I well, I like some of their records. I love this record, and like I said, this is, this is their third album from 1972. If you don't know who they are, they're this like kraut rock prog band from Germany uh, from the 60s and 70s, and they do some weird ass shit. the The singer at this time, his name is Damo Suzuki. He he did. He worked with Omar from the Mars Volta on a on an EP, and they played shows together playing that one song, that one 30-minute song, which was cool. Um, but yeah, he's just this this kind of wild man, and he just kind of like, almost like he makes up his own language when he sings and screams. It's bizarre. But Can is fucking legit. This record is so good. Do you have this one? I've still, honestly, have never seen this in the wild, new or used. What? I've Would been you looking buy this since new? we started. Yeah. I see it all the time. I've never seen it once. I, I could pick one up for you if, when I see it next. If you see it, pick it up. Okay. I just didn't think you liked it enough to buy it. 
it's solid it's it's i mean it's not just like that there's a lot of like really great funk in here there's a lot of like psychedelic yeah. funk no seriously man they, they're they're kind of, they're really all over the place and yeah just their, their story is so weird and kind of just they were they were all they would do is just like what is it shucking when you just they're just kind of playing out on the street for money yeah like, that's just kind of how they got their start and just kind of like being weirdos you know and and i guess like they were obsessed with playing chess when they were when they recorded this record and just interesting guys really interesting guys busking busking yeah not shucking what, what is that like with corn or something like that i think you're i think you're thinking of ryan shuck ryan oh from uh from orgy and uh sex art and stuff yeah we're doing a lot of uh you know new metal a lot stuff. of new metal a lot of new metal stuffs so yeah, Can uh, Bamyasi. Oh, and that actually didn't know, but that actually means um, Aegean okra. That's what that actually. That's what that translates to. I had no idea. Not that it fucking matters. <laughs> that's so like <laughs> inconsequential. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it, it talks about it on their Wikipedia, and I'm like, okay, like fucking uh, a bunch of weirdos, dude. All right. Um, okay, so uh, the next thing here is uh, my boy, Omar Rodriguez Lopez. Um, this is, fuck, I don't know. I think this is like his sixth solo record or something like that. This is when he played as a quintet. Um, and it's The Apocalypse Inside of an Orange. Came out in 2007. Uh, I, I have this one on vinyl, obviously, because that's why I'm talking about it. A cool, clear variant. I even brought it to your house once and we listened to it. And you're probably, I think you were miserable the whole time. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, but no, this is, this is, um, one of my favorite Omar solo records. This one is just, oh my God, dude, the songs are incredible. The way that Omar and Adrian, the the saxophonist, woodwind player, the way they just kind of go off of each other, it's it's wanky, but the perfect amount of wanky. I love it. I fucking love this record. And it's, I made you listen to to the Jacob the Jacob part two, which is like eighteen minutes long. It's uh it was it was something. <laughs> you didn't like it at all or what? It was fine. I, I it doesn't need to be that fucking long by by any stretch of the imagination, but it's I don't know it was fine. It was better here than when you brought it over. <laughs> it's all right. Anyway, yeah. So I got that one, and then um, it's rounded out with a great, great prog band who we've actually done on the pod a while back called Yes. Oh, their so album good. Fragile, for their fourth album from nineteen ninety not nineteen ninety seven nineteen seventy seven. I don't fucking remember whenever this fucking record came out. Um, in the seventies, uh, this is the first one they did with Rick Wakeman and, uh, man, dude, this is incredible. I mean, the whole album starts out with roundabout, which is kind of like a pop rock hit, but it's still extremely proggy. And that's the song I'm going to play because I, I don't care what anyone says. It's, it's, it's a perfect song through and through. It's good. <laughs> I think it's the best song on the record. I mean, I know it's their, their hit, but God damn, dude, the song is incredible. It just and shows everyone like is, how fucking great like Chris Squire is. I know friend of the pod Skip over here loves Chris Squire. Everybody loves Chris mm-hmm. Squire. He's yeah. so goddamn good at the bass. <laughs> I know, right? It's a you killer can't fucking not like song. Him. It's oh my god, dude! This band—they're they're, just—what is it, their first five, six records? I think that we listened, or yeah, the first five or six record are, records are just perfect, man. They're they're so goddamn fucking good. Uh anyway, I'm gonna play a little bit of Roundabout, and then. Um, and then uh, we'll go from there. So here it is, roundabout from the yeses. I'll be the roundabout. The words will make you out and out. I spend the day your way. 
Roundabout from Yes. That incredible song. It's. Dude, everything about it, every member of the band absolutely brings it. It's, it's insane. The way they play off of each other, the transitions, it's. Oh, man. It's it's incredible, man. We, we really should go back and do like a prog, prog season. I get, thought about that, but damn, dude, that's so much prog. It's a lot. For a month. It's, it's like a, it would be. It'd be like 100 albums. <laughs> not only that but it's like we're not we're not like experts when it comes to music like we can get away with new metal season grunge season and but like prog that's like doing jazz season like who the fuck are we fuck let's do jazz season then who the fuck are they <laughs> that's true too yeah fuck i don't even know <laughs> i don't think we're gonna have another season for a while because we uh, the grunge and new metal season were pretty it's a lot they're pretty close together yeah so at least, at least the new metal season has been a whole lot easier than the grunge season, so that's good. But uh, anyway, okay, okay, you know it's true. Come on, dude. it's you been so easier, much more fun. yeah, because you, you don't so fucking think. <laughs> I wouldn't say I had more fun. It's been easier because most of these new metal bands are the further fucking dime a dozen. Who oh, cares? God, you're exhausting. I think I think there was more substance to the grunge season. Yeah, but I do think yes. Okay, you're right. New metal season has been easier. Yes. Got all right that's all i got for the vinyls let's move on to some new music and other happenings in the music world uh the first thing first things first because that's a great place to start mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um west borland our guy west borland put out a brand new solo record this is like two weeks ago but i only just found out about it this week uh, it's called mutiny and the star barge did you listen to this here's the thing so you uh you told me to listen to it you sent me the link and then i, I, I opened it i said i'm gonna pause this come back to it and then uh, guess guess how how I did not listen to it actually no. <laughs> That's why I sent it to you, and I didn't just put it in the notes. I cool. also sent it to you because I wanted you to listen to it. So um, I actually really liked it. It's not what you would expect from him at all. It's very much more. I don't want to say atmospheric, but it's like a slow kind of trudging along album. Not like not like stoner rock or anything like that. It's interesting. It, it's just. I didn't think he would ever make music like this. It's it's solid though. I would I would get it on vinyl, honestly. If Damn. he ever pressed it, I really didn't listen to it. So that's, Cause that's I, fun. I didn't really like the last one. I think it was like Crystal Machete or something like that. I didn't really care for that one, but um, but no, this one's really good. It's solid, man. Really, really solid. Um, right. And it, it kind of does sound like it could be like a like a not a score because that makes it sound like it's shitty, but like a score to a movie, like a science fiction movie. Or something like that. It's, it's scores cool. can be good. They could be most Iconic. of the time. They're, they're boring. True. Most of the time they're boring, except for Sloan. Sloan loves all soundtracks. But and some scores. of the fucking most iconic, recognizable songs that have ever been made are scores. No, you're right. You're right. 
but most of the time that's not the case. True. All right, and then uh, this next one, this band, the ongoing concept. I really like them. They're like this, like metalcore kind of post rock, post hardcore thing. I don't really know, but I've always been into them. I think their story is kind of, or the, how they how they make records and all that kind of stuff is pretty interesting. And uh, what they did with this record was, it's called the record is called Again, and and every song on this record is the title of another song from their previous records with just Again after it. And it's it's kind of cool because they they didn't do like an interpolation of the the old songs, but you'll hear like a little a little glimpse of like mel- a melody from the other song, or it's just really weird. Or like a certain riff will be kind of similar, but then it'll go into something completely different. So it's like you're reminded of these other songs from their other records. But I don't know, man. They're just they're they're interesting. Some of the songs are not very good, but overall, it's a solid record and. Uh, I dug it. So they're an interesting band. Um, and I, I know you definitely didn't listen to that. I just, I just, uh, I had no interest. Yeah. I think I, I know you don't, but I, I enjoy <laughs> them and maybe some other, some people out there would enjoy them. So it's possible. It's possible that um, there's at least one other person besides you. <laughs> I did buy this record on vinyl too. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like 18 bucks, dude. And it's the first time they've ever pressed any of their records. So it's a really cool variant. They only pressed, I think, 200 of them. So yeah, I picked one up. Why not? Why the fuck not? Support these guys. They're a little sure. indie act, and they're fucking solid. You you pay like $20 for that shitty bar band in, at Yucca. Yeah, uh, first of all, it was 15 Whatever. You have no yeah. you have no place. You have no right to no, talk. you're right. You bought bodies twice. That's not a big deal. <laughs> That's fine. Still looking for a, um, a buyer for my other copy of bodies, by you're the way. Not, so. <laughs> you better stop looking. You're not going to find one. <laughs> Oh, you're probably right, and that's sad, because um, that's a great record, actually. Mm. So, yeah, so that's it for new albums. Um, Metallica actually put out a new song this week called 72 Seasons. It's like 72 Seasons. It's, uh, it's like an eight-minute song, and uh, it's pretty good, man. I, I've been, overall, I've really liked the songs that they've been put they've put out for this record, and I'm stoked for the full release and to grab a copy of it. I, I've, I really like this, and I know you didn't listen to this song either, but... It's too close to release date. It really comes know, out in like fucking a week and a half. I know. I just had yeah. to do it. You've already pre-ordered it. I've already pre-ordered it. I didn't pre-order I it. Wait, you didn't pre-order this album? No. Oh, I pre-ordered it. From Rockless Town? Don't worry about where I pre-ordered from. I don't know. I, I didn't pre-order it because I know there's going to be so many copies of it, and I know it's going to be really easy to find. So, and I, I just, I, I hate pre-ordering, especially from the band's website because... I always get it like a week after it's been released in stores and stuff. So I figure I could just go to like Port of Sound and pick <laughs> it up the same day. That's true. Or White Rabbit or something. So You always do have kind of bad luck with that, huh? Oh, every fucking time, man. Every time. <laughs> That's so fucking annoying. But I know this is going to be everywhere. So whatever. Fuck them. Fuck Metallica. Fuck Lars. All of them. Yeah. Anyway, sure. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, Jerry. Okay. Do you have anything else on this pod? No. That's, uh, that's it. That's all. All right. So, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Go listen to the main episode because we're getting into Limp Biscuit and their album, Significant Other. And uh, that's it. That's all. Cheers, everybody.